0: and we're back live and direct welcome to the people before you go show i'm your host eyes Dubai, with jab carter what's going on jab
1: ain't nothing what's up what's up what's up glad to be here thanks again for hosting another great week you know what yes. I mean? what's what's a highlight this week we have uh two important uh, dates
0: happy valentine's day to all those Val- la- ladies and mans out there and uh, <laughs> and to the kitties. And uh, hey. happy Family Day. So that's great. I mean, what, what a combination. You got Valentine's Day, Family Day. It's so much love packed into a long weekend. We're so yeah. excited. We're so excited. Of course, of and you course. know what? And what a better way to celebrate this weekend with having some extended family. Having one of the most um, coolest couples, <laughs> and the coolest uncles that I've ever met. And it's so great to have them on the show today. We got Lady Saw. We got my man, Amit. I know, Abbott, If you have a nickname, we'll just call you the best cricketer that's not going, not not pro right now. And we have we have Rick James in the house. What's going on? Hey, what's going
2: on? <laughs> not much. It's good thanks. to be here. Yeah, thanks for, thanks
3: for coming. What's up? What's
2: yeah. No, it's a pleasure being with you guys on on this podcast. That's great, yeah,
3: man. yeah, guys, thank you for putting us together. It's, I'm looking forward to this. Well, we had a conversation about
1: like what kind of shows that we want to do and how we want to keep it in like the p before you go umbrella, which is like you know to so stay light, a lot of laughter, and uh, you know a lot of education as well. So when we kind of bounce those ideas and we wanted to extend the guest list to our family, all three of you were definitely top contenders to be on the show. So we said, hey, why not get all three of them together on a show?
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, know what? This came, this, came, this came together really quickly. And I appreciate you guys uh, spending the time, especially on a Saturday long weekend. Yeah. So, I have this thing where, you know, if I'm on a plane, I'm on a bus, I'm trying to meet people. I always get the question, where are you from? Where are you from? Because I, I don't know. Maybe I have this this look. People want to know where I'm from. And I'm like, oh, what I'm do you not- tell them? I'm, I'm Indian. They're like, you're not Indian. Like, you're West Indian, right? I'm like, no, I mean, my parents are from South America. Yeah, but they're Guyanese, right? So we get into this whole cluster F of where I'm from to the point where I say, I'm from earth, God damn it. Where are you from? You know what I'm saying? So, but it, it really it really gets into the thinking and, and uh, Lady Saw and I were having a conversation the other day and we we're trying to figure out, you know, because um, our, our parents, are Guyanese you know Guyana is, a, is a, about the size of Ontario um, in, uh, bordering Brazil and uh, Venezuela I think and Suriname, Suriname. is South yeah. America it's coastal um, our parents are, are, are from there and they came over here and they had us and um, I was born and raised here in Canada and I had a pretty interesting upbringing you know I had I always had food on the table and such but I think I had a kind of a boring upbringing because I would love to be in, raised back home where you know you're, 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 eating, you're eating pepper pot with lava in it, you know, like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> the sweetest pepper pot. But um, c- growing up here was kind of tough, too, because uh, we really didn't have much of a, an identity in Canada. Right? I mean, being Canadian is what? It's like that question I keep on asking, and I answer, I'm Canadian, yeah, but where are you really from? Yeah. You know, like, I was born in Canada. So mm-hmm. Lady Sa, what's your, what's your side of the story?
4: Uh, about where am I from? No, but so,
0: about yeah the, the
4: whole yeah go ahead. So what I say like and I I am surprised that you tell people that you're Indian because um I don't associate like I know our ancestors came from there but I don't associate myself with India or Indian um, like I never ever say I'm from India um, I always say you know I'm born in Canada but I'm I'm raised Guyanese. Oh uh, yeah so I and the reason I don't associate anything with India is because the culture is so different like there's there's aspects of it that are similar but when our ancestors came from India to Guyana you know the culture changed and adapted to that country and we were under British colonization um so I don't think we have anything like we should not say that we're Indian um at all, I don't think I don't think so. But uh, in terms of um, growing up Guyanese, yeah, I think our our parents and us had struggles, um, some similar. But the question is, and back to what we were talking about for this uh, podcast was, who had it harder? Was right. it our parents who came, left their country, came here, started, you know, new with not know like coming to a country that they didn't know anything about. Um, or us now today with, you know, where the real estate market is, where career competition are in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely something that like uh, my family and I argue about all the time. It comes up literally every time we're together. You know, my parents reference, you know, when we when you were little, we had to do this. And I'm like, Dad, you know, I got kids, too. And I got, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I think it's a fair comparison, um, but I'm glad Uncle Ricky's here because he, you know, he can represent our parents and their generation. So, um, yeah, that's where that's where I'm at. And you know, Emmett actually, you know, was born there, grew up there, and then moved here when he was what mm. nine
0: years so, old.
4: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. he was nine when he moved here, so he would have a good uh, perspective as well oh, because. Yeah. You know, a few years later than our parents. Did. So, um, yeah, I'm glad Emmett could be part of the conversation as well.
0: Yes. Yeah, speaking of which, Emmett, so like you're born zero to nine in Guyana, and then yeah. how was how was like growing up like a kid in Guyana? I'm I'm very curious. You know, um, in, in like the late 80s, 90s.
3: Yeah. So I, my upbringing in Guyana was uh, very unique because um, my mom she was already in Canada. And uh, when they say that before you had any sense, right? So when I was two, my mom left. She came to Canada. um, And her whole plan was to try and bring me um, to Canada because she was divorced. So I was actually raised by my aunt. And uh, up until my mom, I started really realizing, like, the concept of family and stuff. Then I realized that I had a mom. That was in Canada. I always thought my (laughs) my mom.
0: Right, right, right. So Guyana
3: is like that. When you're growing up, um, it's very like family oriented, um, and it's a simple life. You know, Uh, I remember going to school. uh, After school, my my auntie was selling in uh, goods in the market. I would go. I would spend time there, um, and playing cricket um uh what they used to call um sponge ball cricket
0: or softball um, we weren't allowed to play hardball cricket because our parents thought we'd get hurt <laughs> so so was that was that definitely a hard thing to deal with like i mean being being a sports enthusiast well, well I, you know what like in Guyana you're so
3: sheltered right like when you're growing up, we don't know, like I had never heard or remember hearing of the concept of North America, Canada, United States. Uh, wow. So like you're, you're in this little bubble in this little village and you don't really realize what the whole rest of the world is all about. And I think one of the most important things that happened in my life was coming to Canada. Because um, I can't imagine what I would have been doing if I was still in Guyana, like, it's so hard to say, but just seeing how family that I know, um, I know people's like my friend's dad, like worked in a cane field and committed suicide. Whoa! Like Mm -hmm. literally like you're getting up at three, four in the morning, a a truck picks you up and you go in a field and you cut cane until like two or three in the afternoon. that's your life all day
0: day. Indentured work is still alive and well I guess eh?
3: right yeah so like I I'm I love Canada you know like one of the things I don't like is the weather (laughs) but I think like it's not that bad I think Ontario Canada generally is one of the best places to live in the world it's safe Uh, there's health like one of the big things we never talk about is mental health right um in Guyana, Where in,
0: in, in the Caribbean, in the Caribbean community,
3: yeah. Well, in Guyana, there's no concept of mental health, right? We always hear, "Oh, this man drink, rum, he come home and he beat his wife, he kitchen right? Oh shit! Right. So why is it happening?
1: I think yeah, there must our, have been a root cause behind it, or or something leading up to that event.
4: Doesn't accept mental illness. Like I know that. Um, like growing up, I uh, was hyper and and teachers were telling my parents, you know, maybe she has ADHD or whatever. And my parents are like, my kid doesn't have ADHD. Like, like my kid doesn't need to get tested. Like this is, uh, you know, quote unquote, white people stuff. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I, don't, I don't have ADHD. I'm fine um but um but we uh, do we do this but maybe 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 i did at that time or i had you know i was showing signs of it i don't know but um i know like one case that's really sad with one of you know a best friend of mine and um she was uh married for a short period of time to someone with a mental illness and his parents would not accept it and put him on medication and as a result you know there was it was very volatile and i've seen it with my own eyes how he behaved and uh i know this is a whole different topic but i think our culture does not uh accept mental illness like they don't really believe that it's a thing you know
3: but sorry to answer the question like just quickly um growing up in guyana it was a very simple life uh, now I find we have too many distractions um, but it's a simple life and it works for some people and some people it doesn't work for so but as a kid like up to seven years old you don't know much you have no clue what's going on it's literally you play with your friends you like TV didn't really exist like we didn't have TV like we had like just <laughs> black and white like with records, right
2: <laughs> right right
3: right yeah, it was a simple life and I remember being really happy because I, I know that for a fact that when I left Diana, I was sad um, and I would have to go back every year. my mom would send me back for the summer on summer vacation oh, really? every single year. Mm-hmm. So and when I went back, I felt like it was part of me. like I didn't feel like oh I'm just going back to do nothing like I was looking forward to it. So you know it was uh, it was a simple life. put it that way.
0: So so, why why isn't that that a thing? Why isn't like going to Guyana every year a thing? Like I should be going to
4: Guyana. Every year. I don't
0: know. You what's going all,
4: on. Should, it's fun. We, it's all, probably... we all
0: should have houses back there. Like just like you know, all the all the New Yorks or people go go down to Florida. Yeah, but, you know, you should you should be kind of reinvesting into Guyana, but that's kind of a separate separate. separate yeah. Separate, separate oh, we'll get to that. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um. But I think I think the point is what I'm hearing is that you know it was. It was a nice, simple, secluded life in Guyana. It was kind of like a nice paradise, if, you know, a family paradise if, if you yeah. close with your family. and so. such. But then on the flip side, there's not that much opportunity and the pay is low and, you yeah. know. I mean, it's if, all, if, if all you do,
3: Everything if, is it's relative. All relative. But, yeah. like, yeah. for example, like I can, in Guyana, it's so simple. You could literally go buy a, like they say, a the rice and, uh, and Bora and that's it. Yeah. You have your meat you for like, dollars, you're
0: feeding a family <laughs> like eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's why? Why are we here? Why are we in Toronto? Any, anyone? I'm ready to, I'm ready to move back. Well, again.
4: yeah, I think for all the opportunities and um, care, peace of mind. Um, I don't know, man. I still think Guyana is dangerous. Like we go, I've gone back maybe four or five times. And each time that we're there, I have the time of my life. But there is, you know, every day you, you do worry at the same time. You know, are we being followed? Or did I look at that guy wrong? Or, you know, I can't walk with my phone in my hand. And right, right,
0: right, right. Well, well yeah, that's that, that because you look like a tourist, right? I think the way to blend it <laughs> anywhere. You know,
4: but I've gone like, like when we go, like we're we're fitting in as as best as we can. Like I'm not dressing up, I'm not wearing jewelry. Uh, uh, I think they still know because like my hair is very straight. So like immediately, <laughs> immediately they're like that girl's not from here. Like you oh,
1: know. <laughs> well, Rick James, seeing that you know you've been a person that spent uh, a large part of your life in Guyana, and then you came over from what I understand to believe a large like a, a very popular time for a lot of people to immigrate over here to Toronto like what were some things you were thinking about because you did mention in our little pre, pre-talk before the podcast that like at the time you were enjoying life so much that you didn't want to leave but then you ultimately came over
2: Talk to yeah us. yeah um, going back to Sami uh, about uh, identify as Indian I agree with you because when people say I'm, I'm Indian no I'm not Indian I'm Guyanese and they, when I came to Canada, I experienced racism from Indian or, or or prejudice. When they found out you're from Guyana, they start look at you as a low class person. They don't look at you as Indian. So I do agree with you. With, with Amit, uh, with the mental issue, like you said, in Guyana you are your product of your environment. It takes a village to grow kids. So. The guys and they like you said they work hard they drink and they you know everybody get drunk walking the street and as a kid you see that and then you thought that's that's life so you become that yeah. there's nobody to address mental issue i did if if you do something you're mad
3: yeah exactly and then when you and
2: they see you when they say you're mad that means you really messed yeah. up right yeah. so there's no there's no the elders or whatever they if you don't fall in their way of growing up then you're bad or you manage or you're you're an outcast, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They don't take the time to say, well, you know, understand what? that when you like there's puberty and then, then you, the you come to a understand. place where your hormones are kicking and, and, and stuff. It's like at home here I have two kids and I never tell them how I grew up in Guyana because you gotta live the life to know that. Like somebody can tell me how to grow how they grow up in India, yeah I would uh-huh. listen. But if I don't live it and being in the environment, I can't comprehend what they're saying. So I never try to, uh, to compare, to, to tell my kids, you know, I used to uh, have to walk two, two, two miles to school and fetch water from all those places because I didn't grow up like that, right? Because I have to live in a place where I had a sugar estate and was taken care by the British. We had running water, we had everything, you know, roads and everything. So it, 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 for me to, uh, to say yeah. I had a hard time, Thing but coming to the point of uh, coming to Canada, and like I was saying, I had a, a great time in Guyana. Coming to Canada, and because I had a foundation here, it was easy for me to integrate and and, uh, and, and start a life. Because when I came, I was only allowed what do you mean a foundation? Down.
1: What do you mean a well, foundation? Because
2: all my brothers were here and stuff like that,
1: so, oh, so they were all already
2: here trying to make a life, they had yeah. it hard, you know, they didn't they come blindly you know they don't know anybody they have to start from scratch and then and then immigration they have to you know be careful like how we can't go here with the pandemic they used to have to watch where they go and you know know somebody to get a job because then they have papers and then they have to like hide in all the time you know yeah until they get their thing so when i came they, they were already kind of start, start their life so when I came, it was easy for me in a sense that they help you out with a place to live and help you out with a little bit of finance to get you going and stuff. And the transition wasn't that hard for me. But you got to look at it. North America is a different lifestyle and Guyana is a different lifestyle. So that's why I try not to compare it right because it's it's not a fair comparison because you got to live the life that. i am happy to be the guy recipient of best of both worlds because i was 20 when i came here and i never worked again because my dad was the only guy working and um, he was doing all right you know we were rich or anything he was doing all right and so he was provided and then um, so I, I wasn't in no rush to, to, to look for a job or anything. I was just living life, you know. What, and is, uh, so
1: what was like the conversation that you were having with yourself that made you say, you know what, but it's, it's, it's amazing here. I know my family's all, all like in Canada, in Toronto. How am I going to, like, what made you decide to say, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it as well?
2: Well, I wasn't having any conversation myself because uh, I was, like I said, I was living the life. Uh, I was like 16 years old grow my hair long. I thought I knew everything. I was going to change the world all by myself because, you know, because that, that was it. That was the environment with my buddies. And I thought I know everything. And, and then it so happened, you start the experiment with alcohol. And then uh, you come to a point where uh, the, the Rasta movement was happening. So everybody wants to be Rasta Parai, right? Jah Rasta Parai, you know, hey brethren and everything. So, you know, and then we'd come into the picture. So you start, you're always stoned you don't even think about where the next meal come from because it's there, right? You don't even <laughs> think about working because that gives you a little bit of fret, you know, on the side, right? And then my brother David sent me a little bit of change. So why would I need to, to come to Canada? I'm living the life, right? <laughs> yeah, But right, right. then...
0: Uh, well, Rick, well, Rick, it seems that you were living the life in both areas. Like, you were living the life back home you seem like you seem like you have a pretty damn good life, right?
2: <laughs> well, uh, I, no, I what I'm saying this is This is a wrong time, guy I, for this guy, right? No, no, no. not that no. i It's not a good thing, but I can't I can't sit here and cry that I had a car.
0: Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah well, maybe, well, maybe not yourself though, but your generation though. Let's, let's talk about the generation. Yeah. Like
1: when you guys came over, didn't know anybody, had to start from the bottom. Literally, didn't know how to go. Like what areas to go to, where to shop, where to associate with. Yeah. Um, well, like what jobs to go into. Maybe like, like we should oh, consider going to math. Oh, sorry, Sam, go ahead.
4: Well, what are some of the struggles, Uncle Rick, like, um uh, that your brothers and sisters had when well, they came?
2: Yeah. They, they, my brothers, they had a struggle. They, they. When my brother came, he uh, my dad had to bribe somebody in Guyana to to receive him here, right? Because he didn't get no papers. So mm-hmm. the guy came, he received him. He lived with him, so he had to do everything. You know, he uh, basically because the guy was permanent or whatever. He had uh, my brother said he, he got his friends over. He had to cook for this guy, do everything because he scared this guy could report him, right? Mm-hmm. Then they are drinking and nine o'clock, eight o'clock or whatever in the night and it's, uh, it's freezing and he's new and they mm-hmm. want beer. He got to walk to the beer store, you know, mm-hmm. buy the beer, bring it all the way back. And he had to, to obey this guy, like, you know, just yeah. to, for him not to get uh, reported, mm-hmm. to set, get sent back. So that's living in fear had, right there, that's tough. Yeah, they had it hard because he was determined to come come abroad and to go back at the time, when if you get deported from Canada in that time, in the stuff, it's a stigma. Is like a shame. You're f- right? failure. It's yeah. a big shame, like a your failure, a your big shame. People yeah, yeah, make yeah. fun of you. I in Guyana, people make fun of you for anything. <laughs> if you get married and you don't have a kid within a year, guy will pass by your house and they will go bang, bang, bang. That means you're shooting blanks. Mm-hmm. You know, the culture is totally different, right? You see, that's what I'm saying. You can't come <laughs> over here, a couple get awesome. married, a couple get married, and they will say, you know what? We will put off kids for two, three years. And nobody will say anything because you, you start to plan your life. But in Guyana, because of, of it is, once you're married, you have to have a kid. Yeah. In my experience, right? And if you don't, something's wrong with it. You're no good. You know, send her, send her back. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or or your friends will say, man, you're shooting blanks. And the, and, and the teasing, the teasing you get in Guyana, in, in the village, is mm-hmm. guys would chop each other because they tease each other, right? And yeah. these guys, we say fatigue, <laughs> they will fatigue you to the point that it would drive you nuts, right? They would, think, right? So it's not, growing up in Ghana, in that aspect, it's very tough in, in, in the village. And nobody have nobody knows you by Rick or nobody knows you by this name. Everybody have a false name. Right, you, right, right. you go to a village and you, and you ask for Rick. I never heard of this guy. <laughs> say, 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 I have a, a I have a, a, a nickname like Dog Man or something, right? Oh, where's Dog Man? Everybody knows who's Dog Man, but well, nobody knows because everybody have a nickname, right? That, 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 was the stuff. But I think Dog Man,
1: like, like, going back to what you just said, Dog Man. I think um, <laughs> that the issue what you brought up. I think that's a generational issue as well because. There's always, uh, and I'm not married myself, but I've always spoken to like newlyweds or people who've been married for quite some time or considering getting married. Uh, I, th- I think there's always a generational pressure that you feel you must have kids right away. I, yeah. I don't know, like, like you I guys speak I think much what it is, I, I
0: think, think what it is, maybe maybe in, in lower income countries, you you need someone to help help out with some income quickly. Man, if you okay. get no, if you get married at twenty and you have a kid right away by the time you're 36 you might have some extra income coming in
2: no but, but what no i thing. found out in guyana is that indian people have this thing that their kids are the richness they mm-hmm. have six kids okay. the guy would say i have six million bucks right so now if i was married over here like i'm married here and i and i um i don't have kids i know pretty sure my parents would mention something or whatever right but people who know who are here they would they, they won't look at it as something wrong with you or anything. They look at it as if you know maybe you're putting off kids for a while or until you you know get settled or whatever. But I'm pretty sure my mom would say, hey, you know, it's time to have a kid. You know, it's time to do a thing, right? The pressure they had from the thing. And coming to that, my mom married when she was 15. And oh I asked her, I asked her why. By the time she was 25, uh, she had six kids. So I asked her why. He says, uh, when, when, you, when, you, when you come of age, in Guyana, like 14, 15, you become a burden to your parents. They have to marry you off, <laughs> and they marry you to anybody, and they tell you, not, don't come back here. You come back to visit, but you don't come back here. You don't leave your husband. So you put up... That's a, the, the environment.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I will say that... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: i think it is innate i think it's just it's part of it's part of us as like a species in general because we got to assume we got to like continue to reproduce and recreate in order for our species to continue so i think it's just in us but going back to what amit's saying in a place like over here there's so many i don't want to use the word distractions but there's so many things to do so many things to learn so many ways to go in life so many ways to uh like educate yourself that uh, maybe putting
3: off kids the, yeah. What I found. Okay. It's it's there are many ways to go, many things to do, but our parents mm-hmm. uh, have ingrained in us that you know I didn't get an education, so the best way to go about life is for you to go and get an education, and then go and get a degree, yeah. and maybe a PhD. But what we what they're failing to realize is that this is not necessarily the right thing for everyone.
1: Yes, it's not the only way, but I think yeah. I think it comes back to what you said before. Because in a place like Guyana, and I, I don't know if I never like lived there, but you said that because it's a small, secluded area in your village, they have like a way to run life. That when they come over here, they realize that education is a way, yeah, and that, that is a way to success and a way to continue life. And I never had that opportunity, so you should just use that one lane. I think it comes. But yes. as us, as we grew up here, we spend so much time here that, uh, and we learn but, about all these different things. We realize education isn't the only way, right?
2: No, but it's hard like, to tell. I, it's hard to tell us. Yeah. The, what say is saying is, uh, it's something come from our indent- from our ancestors that uh, Indian people have this thing that they didn't get. It- no, no, I'm saying because I'm telling My where it came from. Of- ancestral, right? Yeah. So they saying their thing is the kids, for they want to educate their kids, right? The the kids, that's the thing, education, education, right? So, and like, and the thing is, like, if you live in a a village or a small village, right? And everybody is not gonna be a lawyer or doctor or whatever. Everybody's born with their own. Some guys can can be a mechanic and so. But in that village, you have to follow that, okay, the neighbor kids are doing well in school, that means your kids got to do well in school. And it's like, a, it's like a put down when your kids are not doing well or whatever. And the kids them, used to go through a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure from the thing. If they if they do anything, uh, a little mischievous, but, uh, uh, like I said, you reach puberty, you get mischievous. No, 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 you're not allowed to do certain things. And if you do certain things, uh, your father beat the crap out of you just to please the neighbors, right? No way. Yeah, that's a, tough, now, that's a tough way to live. I, I hang out with some guys, and they do something wrong, and I'm not there, right? The news come home. This guy do something. I'm not there, but I'm there for the friends. My dad would, would they there. The thing I of to just to satisfy the neighbors or the people, or, or that—that's the thing, right? Guilty that, by that's association. A, that's the mentality they had, and that came down from from wherever. But so like when what, you like you what guys in North you America... Is- here,
1: yeah, what I'm hearing from you is that it was definitely tough. It was definitely tough. You know, you had uh, you had your parents uh, disciplining you. Not even just to discipline you, shit, just to please the neighbors. But um, like when we were growing up, especially out here in Toronto, uh, I don't know. Like I'm trying to determine, like, like, what, like how how it was hard for us as well. And I think we did have definitely a, a hard upbringing because you know we did come up in a very diverse area and and all the problems that come around with that as well. Just a quick note: Can you guys hear me? Because I'm hearing the echo okay yeah so just like you know i hey, rick, rick james i can i can understand it must have been uh it must again it must have been pretty tough getting asked you things because your friends would do things and you weren't even there well, well,
2: well um you Joe Cart- like- J- Carter, you're saying you're or bring you're you're bringing in in kind of things see i can't speak to you because you know what you went through right
1: yeah yeah but yeah, so we i wanna- have two
2: i have two kids and and i try not to be a hypocrite in terms of, like, I remember when I was a kid, a lot of people, I, I, I'm not pointing the finger, they forget that they were mischievous when they were a kid, but now they have kids. kid, the kid have to go in a straight line. This is coming from our ancestors. So my kids can tell you that I never really restrict them in anything or whatever. They will go out and do their things. I would try to have, try to have conversation with them or whatever, to talk to them and stuff. And I, I have a, a son and a daughter, and I never treat them. The girl as a girl you got you can't go anywhere as a stay home or thing I never I never do that because they're gonna make their mistakes and they're gonna have to deal with it and if something happens, as a parent I'll be sorry or whatever but they have to they're the one who have to to bear it so I like I say I try not to compare so now if my kids are telling me what growing up uh, if they have a heart on my end because when I had kids I didn't read no book, how to become a father, or no no lecture or anything. I just go by ear and I try to look at my life, how I was brought up and what I was doing. And, um, thing, and I try to have open conversation with my son about anything, right? Eh, 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 read, whatever, anything. I try to. I'm not saying I'm the cool guy or I'm not trying to be a cool guy, but I try to be realistic. Okay. In, in terms of uh, thing, right? I'm not a good father i'm not a cool father but, but i try to be realistic and not to be a hypocrite so if my kids only, are saying now only, only your kids they,
0: can, only your kids can judge you rick if if if, if you are a good father or not a good father i don't think you well, can a father yeah, can judge, if, judge themselves to wonder if they are good or bad yeah, a, fa- but, a father is 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 judged by their their children or their offspring in yeah, my but, assessment
2: you know? yeah but if my kids say they had a hard time growing up and stuff maybe Fault of my own, or whatever, or things See, that I don't know. So, but uh, I try to have a conversation. And, and well, then.
1: let's uh, let's try to uh, let's try to give some insights onto uh, those who grew up in the city of Toronto having Chinese yeah, yeah, yeah. to uh, okay. but those who grew up in like the, the late '80s and the '90s and stuff like that. Like Sam, you being a girl and not saying you know, not saying anything. He's by that, a but,
0: human being, brother. Yeah. Okay.
1: You He's you must definitely face face like oh, challenges fine. that I'm not even aware of.
4: Up in that household, or in a household, um you know, my parents are very traditional. So I was not treated, you know, equally to Avinash. Um, and
0: Avinash oh, call up Avi right now. Let's yeah, to Abby, the <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
4: Go ahead. Talk to you, Talk to, to a lot of the struggle and tension that I had with my parents growing up because. You know, I'm seeing my brother who's younger than me doing whatever he wants, and you know, everything um, right. Like I went to university after school. I got a job. I, you know, I I think I have a good job. I got a house. I have I married a guy. guy. I like. I did everything the list that my parents expected me to do. Um, but yet, you know, they're 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 still. Uh, critical of me, you know. They still talk back, like when I was seventeen, I did this and whatever, you know. Girl, children, this and blah blah blah. So, I had that on my list for something that um, was hard or really difficult for me growing up as a Guyanese um, uh, girl uh, in Toronto and and in Oakville. I, I grew up in Oakville. Is is that is that the the dynamic I had with my parents? Um, what I think was harder than somebody uh, than other cultures um, you know what I mean like, yeah, like
0: so, you sound like you kind of grew up in, a, in an Italian household because you're kind of no, kind no, of Italian no, guy news, you know Very if, similar. You
2: wanna, if I can interject with Samantha saying I'm not trying to defend uh, her her parents but that's what I was trying to say earlier you're your product of the environment that was drilling into their head when they were in and from their parents right so they don't know how to break that habit I'm not saying I did, but I tried to look, like Amit said, you're, I look at uh, the kids as human beings, not boy and girl, right? They're human beings, and they're going to find their way. And if I can help them or whatever, or, or try or whatever, the best thing, right? But they, that's, let's say, it's interjecting. The Guyana girl children were doing well in school, but as soon as they reach 15, 16, they pull them out of school and marry them out. A lot of, a lot of people I know were very bright, could become you know move go on and become great people but because of the tradition give hey, your children is a way to marry hey time to marry well, and I, find think, a guy. I think
1: right now we're in a uh, our, our generation especially you guys uh having two young children we're in a great position to uh i guess uh, like alter the stigma if you will you know what i mean change what the quote-unquote norm is that like we have that opportunity right now especially those who uh, you know grew up in the '90s, '80s, and '90s? Because one, we had the internet boom that, that provides us access to information at any given time, uh, and that just allows you to explore different things. And when you have kids, you don't have to just give them the same thing you got. You can provide for them differently. And, and I'm just, I'm just curious about that because I don't have kids right now, I want you guys to tell me. I want to know what I'm in for.
2: Well, I, w- I was gonna say like um, like you said, you growing up here, where they teach sex education in school, where you could go on the internet find that information. Imagine those kids in Guyana, those girls in Guyana and guys, whatever. They don't have no idea about what's happening. Imagine they get married in the first year thing. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's different for, for for this generation. But imagine my mom, 50 years old, get married and go home to her husband's house. She don't have no idea what what it was going. You know the trauma or the thing they go through. Because but they have to put up with it because they can't shame their family. They can't shame their family. And yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's different time, different things. So, like with you you guys know, you got access to information. If you can't talk openly with your parents, you could go on the internet and find that stuff, right? Well, I try to have open conversation with my kids and stuff like that when it comes to certain things. I, I try to have yeah, I think when I when I try to have conversation with my son about certain things, he, me, he asked me what I want to know because they have they they already had information of the well, stuff I want to talk about, right? So he well, already.
4: One thing that definitely I think, um, you know, my parents did the best they could, and they, and they are great parents. Uh, but it is one thing that. I think with Gia and Jeff, my Jeff, our job is um, that that is one thing that I will change with raising them is to communicate better um, and also not treat Gia different because she's a girl. I, you know, I, I know that there were so many things that I wanted to do, even career-wise, and um, I, you know, I, I was kind of like kind of, uh, I guess, steered in a different direction because Um, I was a girl. I also, you know, declined two promotions earlier in my career because they required me traveling across the country. And my my parents said, you know, how would that look? Girl, child, you know, traveling and living on her own and this and that. And I I didn't, you know, pursue those opportunities because of that. So where my brother, you know, had the opportunity to do things like that. Um, So that's something that with my kids that... I will, you know, if they want to go to school. um, As much as I would love Gia and Jav to go to school close to home, if there's an opportunity for them to go abroad, um, I would encourage them to um, to live on their own and experience that. And and um, yeah, and not treat Gia different because she's a girl. Um, What what
0: about you? What about you, Are are you going to are you going to let Gia (laughs) travel the world by herself? So all over the place. place? So, uh,
3: So. we Started out the podcast trying to answer the question, who had it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Here before go, you go, baby. That's <laughs> before we go, man. We're everywhere with it, so. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Scatterbrain.
3: So, my okay, so for like from what I've seen and just the information that I've been able to gather, observing how other people live and stuff, I think you know, when a, a woman, like from a woman's perspective, I, I know I shouldn't probably be speaking for a woman because I'm not a woman's a woman, but. <laughs> what i'm seeing is that when women were in guyana it was they they were in a box right and they were very restricted in the things that they were allowed to do and there was a certain uh path that they had to take in their life and that was you get married when you come of age and you have your children and you cook for your husband and you stay home so that's the mold right that's what you know that's all you know there's no information
0: but that's a very important role Right in society, yes, it's it's, it's the ultimate job of society, yes. So that's what they know how to do now. Fast forward
3: 20, 30 years, 50 years, whatever you want to call it. We're in Canada and we have information, we have women have a voice, women can, uh, there's many things they can do. But now, in our culture, we're trying to say, Oh, this is the mold that we knew how women should be behaving or how they should act to and and what they should fit into right and i think it's harder now for women uh in uh than it was in guyana because there is no mold and there's expectations now right the expectation is that now you have to raise a family now you have to have a job i i've heard people say oh that girl uh so-and-so daughter they don't work they just stay at home it's,
1: you know, I'm glad you bring that up because I was having a conversation with somebody not too long ago, and he was telling me about he, he's single at the moment, and he was telling me about uh, the things that attract him that are attracted to him from a female. And um, he, he said that when he wants to get to know somebody, he wanted to ask them about like would they consider being uh, like a stay at home mom. And he he told me about a dilemma that uh, he thinks uh, women have, and, and Sam, that you're here, and you can confirm it, is that some women. Are a f- want to be stay-at-home moms but they don't want other women to look down upon them for being a stay-at-home mom. And I, I don't know if that dilemma is true because like, I'm is that, excited, is we're that, not women.
0: Is that real? Samantha, is that real?
4: Yeah, it, it is real because, but I find that um, the the women who judge aren't at that stage. And, and I I was guilty of it too. Like my boss's wives, um, you know, this is before I had i was thinking man it must be nice like they go to the gym they go have starbucks they like how hard can it be you know and then after now having two kids like going to work is a vacation compared to uh raising two 24 hours a day like going to work is one tenth of um the amount of uh like stress you know what i mean so um but it's true like the girls in my group and some friends and co-workers and whatever i think people still judge and assume that you know a woman that stays at home or chooses to stay at home may not yeah is is taking it easy or you know chose that for herself mm-hmm.
0: um but but, but, if, it, but if a woman way. if a woman has six kids i mean she Well,
4: no, but the way that it should be looked at and and some of our parents, like I know my mom, too, is that it was actually it's actually a sacrifice because those years are like the prime years of your life where you need to get educated. You need or you need, you know, get a degree now to get a like entry level job and um, and to work your way up. You know, career-wise, and then if you're spending ten years staying home and looking after those kids, you've made such a huge sacrifice. Where now you have to re-enter the job force um, without that job experience, and um, where everyone else has already taken off. You know what I mean? So how, how did how
0: did Claire Huxtable do it, man? I've been watching a lot of Cosby Show, okay? And you had let's let's talk about you know life in North America. It's that nuclear family. You know, you want to have uh, get married, two and a half kids pool white white picket fence and you know I'm watching the Cosby show and you hear you had a you had a uh, the husband who was a doctor, the, the wife who was a who was a lawyer, and five and five kids. And I'm like, and they and they still live by their means. And I'm like, shit, to have five kids you need to have you need to be a doctor and a lawyer mm-hmm. to have five, kids. Imagine you so to put five kids. I I get it, I get it. But imagine <laughs> you had to put five kids to, you know through school in Canada. You know how expensive it is? To go to school, bro. Yeah, Shit. everything oh, in Canada is expensive. That's, that's a dream,
3: right? That's a dream. Life, lawyer, husband, doctor. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what when they say when they say American dream or whatever. I don't. I don't really believe in that. I think everybody needs to hustle on their own and do their own thing. But I think um, women definitely have it harder today than a long time ago because there's more choices there's many ways to go wrong when you have a lot of options you can go wrong in a lot of ways right well I think
1: why it's also hard for women again Sam you can confirm based on the question I asked earlier like even when you choose a certain path you don't want to be looked down on from from like other women or or that whole dilemma too and you also said um, talking about like you know what's harder who has it harder those are two different groups right there but you also said something very interesting now you got to well, get a degree just to get an entry level
4: yeah you know and what also I mean? as a woman too it's like and and this is again coming from you know my parents too is that um you know like uh, there's jobs that are like paths that i want to take and then you know my mom's still telling me like oh my god you have two kids like well how are you travel, go to all this and up to the kids and blah 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 and I'm like, you know, we'll we'll figure it out, but I'm not gonna put myself on hold like the kids will be fine. Um and why is it me that has the the sacrifice. Uh, luckily I'm married to a guy that uh you know, it's it's definitely both of us that contribute to the household, um, you know, by responsibilities, that's raising children and cooking and cleaning and whatever and financially, but um Like for some people, it's like you am I a bad mom or or a bad wife for, you know, pursuing trying to be CEO of a company and and uh, like neglecting your kids. You know what I mean? So it's like you're you're bad if you don't uh, pursue a certain path and then you're bad if you also pursue a certain path. So it's like, well, I have two
1: questions from that. Number one. Who is this great guy that you're talking about? Because I want to read his book and become him so I can get a good wife. And two, uh, the people before you go show is looking for sponsors. So uh, you're CEO of a company. This is a good way to uh, peddle some of your products as well. Just want to throw that in there for the listeners.
3: Yeah. The other point too is, you know, like, so that was my opinion on, on a woman, right? Like, I think it's more difficult today than it was a long time ago but uh, when we're looking at from a perspective of men like <laughs> men have always gotten away with whatever they wanted to get away with it's pretty simple 100% right it's like you can go wrong in so many ways like I, knows, I know people who's you know their kids or whatever they've been in jail or whatever the case may be they've broken the law and it's a, it's a guy right a guy did it a man, or whatever you want to call him, but it was a male, and you know, it's okay, right? But if a girl did that, whether they did, the guy did that in Guyana... They
4: can't even do that, though. They just don't come home at the right time. They're like, you know, shame, you know, shame on you. Like, what are people going to think? You know what I mean? So
3: Whether or not you were a guy in Guyana or a guy in Canada, like, like we always have opportunities, right? Like, we always um, can do whatever we want to do. It's just that if you have the drive in you to do it. So, like, I think it's an even playing field for, like, who had it harder. Like, in terms of, like, when we talk about, like, gender roles, like, for, you know, in comparison, comparison to men, I think men always have it easy. And I wouldn't have said this, like, maybe if I was living in Guyana. right? <laughs> okay. Like, I would have just... I would have, like if my wife had gotten and I wasn't cooking Bora and rice and stuff when I got home, I would have beat her, you know like so that's like that's what they know though like that's how they know it. they don't know how to talk to her like, why didn't you cook the Bora rice like were you busy with the kids? No, get it done
2: well, knowing in, 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 in guy like, like I'm going back to your product environment you 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 go and you tell your friend man, I come home your why and cook and you said, what?" Your wife didn't cook. You gotta go home and give her, you know, that's beaten, right? But, but in in our in our in our religion that I in our religion that I follow, they say women is the, the, the light of the house, right? They put them, but women has been been in the back burner for many years. But uh, even in Guyana, things have changed, and I think things are are changing slowly for women. Women are taking control of their life, which is which is good. Like uh, you're talking about staying home, mom. Maybe some guys say, you know what, I'd like my wife to stay home and take care of the kids. Stay home and take care of the kids is not easy. Like Sami said, she rather go to It's not and easy it's, when you see it. When, should be when a
0: salary s- job, they should get a no, salary from the government at least 20 grand a year, you know. Exactly. No, a, a,
2: house, a, a housewife do not get mm-hmm. paid, right? But it's a work, it's a hard work. Yeah, so yeah, what I'm saying is like... It's um, public
0: service. It's like working for the public sector, you know?
2: And now um, people, people are going to say this, like now, like, in Guyana, the mall, was you get married, like, Sammy's here now. She's um, juggling two, two kids and work, right? Uh, which is good. Like, you know, which is good. So, but what I'm saying now, but th- things are changing for women, right? Women uh, are, 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 are being seen now for who they are and what they are and they they have places and resources they can go to whatever, right? Like I'm gonna say men, we get away with things for so long and we will still try to get away with things if we can. We're gonna push the envelope all the time. That's men. That's I guess it's in our nature. Right? But guess but guess, but, but but I guess what happened now is that uh we're not in Guyana and even in Guyana the women are getting rights being candid. Women have places to go and stuff like that, right? If and men now are realizing that, hey, we can't do this anymore, we can't do that anymore, we can't do this anymore. So things have changed for women, and kudos to that, because
0: uh, is it disrupting, you know, the traditional um, family? Now, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, so I'll, I'll pull that that question back.
2: When you say dis- when you say disturbing it. The traditional family, what do you
0: mean? Uh, because now
2: there's, you know, there's people
0: who have two dads and people who have two moms uh, because of this freedom to kind of be whatever you want to be. And, you know, I think in that sense, like I see like this, our civilization is thousands and thousands. Of, I mean, if, if, if you believe in, in, the, in the Vedic, Vedic uh, upbringing or, or culture, we've been around for 20,000 years. Right. And there's, there's been traditional roles. So all of a sudden, the roles are being transformed. Like, how do you guys f- feel about it? Do you think like change is good or is too much change becoming a problem? You're
2: well, we talking, you're talking a thousand years ago. They weren't thinking about now. I mean, tradition is good, but tradition is bad. No, tradition is bad too. Procreation. I'm like, talking about procreation, right? So it's not- No, you're, you're saying, but two mom, and, two mom and two dads. Why would a woman stay in a relationship? If she's been abused and, 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 and stuff, and if the man is taking advantage and if he's just drinking and not giving her money and whatever. why would well, we're, she not stay assuming,
1: we're, not, we're not assuming
2: there's abuse. We're just talking about nowadays you have uh, yeah. like two, well, two it gotta female household. It got to be some reason why you have two dad or two mom, right? So, not same, necessarily right? abuse. Abuse doesn't necessarily
1: have or, to be. Uh,
2: or they fall out of love or whatever, and, then, and, okay. and they want to go their own separate way. Or they're just gay from their kid. I mean, and 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 tradition too, like I'm saying, tradition is good. Some tradition is good, but some tradition, you got a question.
4: I think one of the things that I wanted to ask you guys about too, because tradition, that's one thing that I'm very grateful for um, growing up in a Guyanese household is our culture and the traditions that come with that culture. So I do my best to instill that culture into my kids. We speak raw at home all the time. Like my kids can, you know, speak a little raw too. Um, you know, we cook cultural food. They're limited now to where we can go socially because of COVID, but, you know, I plan on taking them to temple. I want Jia to, you know, learn music as well, Jav to play drum. Um, but that's, I feel like the, the one that's going to be something, something that's going to be a struggle with, with them growing up Canadian now. They're like second generation Canadian, you know what I mean? So, do they identify themselves as canadian or guyanese and how do you make sure that you instill that culture you know with them so that they grow you up keep the culture going too as well you gotta, right. you
0: gotta make sure oh. you gotta make sure giant knows and this is not to be sexist you gotta know how to clap a roti guy you know what i mean i don't want roti to turn into peter bread. it's our job to make sure roti does not turn into peter bread.
1: Well, Samantha, um, speaking about traditions that you are going to instill in them, is there any traditions that you feel that you're not going to carry on to the next uh, to the next generation? I guess one of them being uh, assuming assuming female kids can only do certain things. No, now you're going to
3: let them do whatever. Okay. Yeah, like I, I like I would you know I I would love to see my both both my kids to be successful in their own okay. way, but I'm like one of the things that I found out um, growing up is, you know, I, I went to school, I got an engineering degree. Then there was like, when I graduated, there was a lot of pressure on me to just go and work, but there was no time to go and, and, uh, like find like, right. Like what you like to do. So there's like, we have to be very careful with it because like, you know, like if you, if you go and you tell your kids, you know, like, take your time, don't worry, figure out what you like to do. That can lead to, down a very long path that never ends.
1: And I feel like I was on that. I feel like I was on that path right. myself. No, like I, I, I'm i still trying to figure out what I want to do. The yeah.
4: stigma in our culture that needs to be broken is that uh, in order to be successful, one, you, you know, you have to have the high, the best education. And secondly, oh. You know, lawyer engineer whatever it is like do you know how many careers make more money than that but but at
3: the same time it's not only about money but what i'm what i'm saying is that you know when you're like like when you're in grade what grade 12 you're like 17 right or 18 you don't know what what you want to do okay (laughs) let's let's be honest no one knows what they want to do
0: I think I think on average, I think after grade eight, you kind of start thinking as to what you want to do. Yeah. Like, OK, I wanted to be a teacher in grade eight. Right. And I never became a teacher. And may, maybe maybe that's my downfall. Maybe I should have actually chased after that because maybe there were too many options. And then I was came to indecision. But it's never it's never too late. But I think, you know, I think um, where, where family or your support system or your parents want to get involved is that. Need to have these conversations earlier. If it, it's, it's one thing of, of breaking the stigma, of saying that oh, you have to be a doctor, you have to be a lawyer, is figure out what they enjoy doing and maybe cater the education towards.
3: But that, that's what I'm saying. Like we don't give our like at least in my experience is that like there's the time like finding out what you like to do takes time. It's not something that you just oh you know you wake up one day and you say you know tomorrow I'm gonna do landscaping my job well, it, it, it comes it comes
0: from an influence
3: right yeah,
2: you, have, you to have to see some mistakes.
3: things right so, that oh and then sh- you know our what, country, unless, i like what that is right? my you know? son started but, but, the
2: business. what about bankrupt what about uh, some of the parents who pressure their kids to become liar and doctor that's the only thing or are some yeah. of the kids they, they want they, they want they want the kids to live to, to do the things they didn't have a chance to well, do that's or to a little live through cool their eyes right? that
1: that we're, no, we're gonna no, try to no, break. I yeah, like, we're going
2: to try like, and break that but like Sam, some, some was saying there's other jobs that uh you make good money too like yeah. trades and stuff That's it's, what she wrong.
4: Said, yeah. um, it's wrong and it's it's something that pisses me off like when we go out and you know like uh, like you know the parents it's like a competition it's like oh yeah then my, my daughter married um a doctor okay like So, like, what is that? Like, that means nothing to me. And my parents, luckily, um, my dad, you know, has his own business. So he's always been entrepreneurial like that. And um, but but it's sad that my friends like I see a lot of my friends and our family, like we have aunts and uncles. It's like, I don't know what the big thing is. I know Guyana, it was a big thing to be a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever. But we're in Canada. There's so much more that exists out there and yeah money isn't everything but like trades for example it's so bad that like and i'm pretty sure if emmet was um a mechanic and there's nothing wrong with a mechanic or a plumber or whatever but i i'm pretty sure if i came home and told my dad i was dating a plumber i don't know what his, i honestly don't know what his reaction would be but i it would not be you an, i can show you an invoice you know for uh a plumber that my parents used to build their house and that man is laughing that man is driving like this porsche i've never seen before so like it's sad that that yeah. th- like it needs
3: they- to change but like at the same time like you know like you can encourage your children to like i'm all for it right but you need to have a path like you need to have a plan right Like, Oh, it's a guidance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, that's something that like, you know, I like, you need to make mistakes to do well.
0: Like hundred percent. There's
3: no such thing as, you know, this guy started or whatever in a trade or in school or his job or whatever. Sometimes quitting a job is the best thing you can do for yourself. So somebody
1: once told me that, uh, life is about making mistakes, not faking perfection.
0: Yeah. I think you have, no, no, fake it until you make it. I think you need to fake it until you make make it. it, you know, going
1: back to what you said though, uh, about like, you know, when they're proud of their kids and they like to tell other people about their, their kids' achievements, you ever think of it this way? And again, I don't have kids, so I'm curious. You ever think like when your kids make you proud, You feel so good inside that you want to share it with the world. But where I'm thinking of it is like, what if there's some parents that when their kids make them proud, they get like a euphoric reaction and it's kind of like a high. They have to like keep telling people about all the more and more of the things their kids are doing. Yeah,
0: that's part of it. But I think just parents are, you know, uh, peers like to stunt on each other, like, you know, Look at you know, look at this nice house that I have, look at this. It's it's a very competitive nature. But at the same time, you don't see no Asian
2: plumbers. You know, say I don't see the Asian plumbers, you know. Oh, there are lots of Asian plumbers. Uh, no, no, I'm here. You know, you know what Java was saying about the proud, you know, my take uh, my kids is not if they're happy, that's all I want. Whatever they choose, the happiness, I don't go, I, I would say proud is a word we can use at any time. Proud, I'm proud of my kid. No, when I see them and they're smiling and they're happy in whatever they think, yeah. that's my thing. Proud, yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, happy. yeah. Right. And,
4: and i sorry, I should correct myself too, or not correct, but also make like add to what I was saying is that there's nothing wrong as well with becoming a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or uh, whatever. Like those are all respectable careers. Like what I'm saying is that it's it shouldn't be, um, uh, you know, the only option for kids. Um, the only measurement
1: of success if
4: you go into those old, things. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, as parents, you you should just see see what jobs will be in demand in about 15, 20 years. I mean, there's there's so much information. No one knows that.
3: No one would have been able to tell you today to start working for Amazon in
2: 1995. No, this is
3: why it's important to make mistakes because you learn from them.
0: Now, now I did do some research and and we're we're getting to the 10 minute mark, 10 to 10 before five. Um but I, I got i did my research and i have some uh, some things that that happened growing up in guyana now i'm going to pose the question to, to you all and you can just say if, if if this applies to you whether you're here in in toronto or back in in guyana okay you guys cool with that okay so number 1 going to school being harassed and chased by black kids raise your hand if you were going to school being harassed and chased by black kids i okay I, yeah. you know, I should-
4: experienced racism growing up in oakville a lot um and especially elementary school years so we weren't chased by anybody but you know we've been called different names um who got called a packy anyone called a packy got into a few fights growing up for for racism so i definitely identify with that
0: okay what about having to look after the animals and the poultry after school when you're tired of a long day in school who (laughs) went through that I'm gonna say I haven't experienced that one. You didn't have the mind foul. No. Yeah, I
3: had well, it, but we, like it wasn't a yeah.
2: chore.
0: It wasn't a chore.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna time it, and it wasn't a chore. You just help out. Well, my dad. Oh, you guys okay. go and then, yeah. yeah. When they come late, you put them in the pen and you lock the pen. Well, exactly. like a, like, don't you get it's Don't soft. you get attached my to God, the God, animals that soft. you raise? Man.
1: Don't you guys get?
4: I know but- it's bad and then they sell them. Okay, I know my yeah. dad. Dad's
1: Man's gotta Ricky. Eat. Man's gotta
4: eat. Uncle Ricky, Uncle Ricky. I know my dad used to like. I don't know if this is true, but he used to say like you would spend hours going to look for all the cows, like all the cows right, that you right. own. Yeah, yeah because, I mean, that had to
0: be pretty tough, man. Right? After school, yeah, because
2: yeah. sometimes. No, We're sometimes. Sometimes what happened? You don't have a big enough pen, right? They come right. and they sit in front of the yard or whatever, and they could wander off. Yes, they do. You do have that issue sometimes they will wander yep. off and then you have to go look to them and stuff
1: like that i don't know man my dad told me that uh one year holiday time was coming up or christmas time was coming up so he had to make sure the goat was big enough so he <laughs> he, he took care of it for a while and then they and then he fed it and, and raised oh it
0: and then they had to kill it would be okay scared. meanwhile yeah. meanwhile in toronto you go up to Stoville, and i think a story that my dad told me him and my uncle went to go buy a goat And they kept the goat in the back seat. No, no, they put the goat in the trunk. And someone called the OPP. The OPP found them. They had to take the goat out of the trunk. This is a live goat, mind you. And my dad had to hold the goat in the back seat. And the goat starts shit up all over the place. So that's pretty hard. I think I think buying a goat, or raising a goat. I think goats are easier in Guyana as opposed to as opposed to Toronto. So yeah. It's like that's killing
2: a, it. That's your another pet, podcast. All, you know. According to according to Jeff Carter, <laughs> talking about you know raising the chicken and then you have to kill it. I, I used to be the neighborhood killer for chickens. I used oh to kill the chicken God. like nothing, right? Because yeah, yeah. my na- my neighbor used to do it. He's Muslim and anything. so I used yeah, to Yeah, you it.
0: just take the thing by the neck and just do the little you thing. Just, you just you just you just clear a spot,
2: you yeah. put yeah. the foot down and you cut it neck, right? Sometimes yeah, I don't want to the neighborhood
1: killer. Right when I want to be
2: wicked, I, I I used to, especially, you got a thing called white fowl. It's all white. I want to be wicked. I cut the neck and just let it go, and the blood would fly all over it. Oh, it's a right. fairy show, man. We don't want to uh, talk about No, glory. no, but now, no, I, well, I'm coming to a I'm down here. I still eat chicken, but no way I could do what I used to do kill it now because you start to look at things differently. Because you're right.
0: Hey, yes, I, can't. I grew. I grew up in. I grew up in 1375 Million Avenue, and I. I've seen some stuff, man. I've seen some stuff in there. What else you got for us, Garcia? Okay, number out. three. Okay, what about yeah. preparing vegetables to sell to the market and then do homework late at night? Well, so not that only say that are again? you. So it's preparing vegetables to send to the market, and then you got to do your homework after that. Still haven't eaten. Um. I can't
4: relate to that.
0: Yeah, no, I um, had that experience. Actually, I remember waking up early in the morning. I was I wasn't delivering it, but I was in the back seat while uh, yellow pages were being delivered at four o'clock in the morning. So I think uh, I think preparing vegetables after school as opposed to kind seems kind of seems to be winning as far as being being easier to grow. <laughs> no, but,
2: but Garvey, Garvey, The thing is, with your research, you got to look at it. You grew up in a sugar estate, or you grew up in a village. It's uh, too, It's it's a little different. You know what? Yeah, right. but we some do
1: in the generic. we do in the yeah, generic. No, Some the people grow up in a farm, a farming
2: English. area mm-hmm. where they have. Their parents have big farm, mm-hmm. so they have to help out. So they go to school all day and come back, and in the afternoon. some of the kids have to be doing, anything, right? doing the thing, right? Don't go to the farm, and they have it hard because they got, then they have to do their homework. But like, man's if you man's like live dog, in a ship, man, we're just in
1: the estate, you know, <laughs> drinking up, smoking up, chilling No, no, up, but man.
2: if you live in a sugar estate, all you have is a little kitchen garden, right? Yeah. And you come and you throw some water in it, and you pour the, pour the, uh, Yo, put the, so pen, the chicken, my, um, of chicken in the pen.
3: My, my uncle, he was a farmer and he would have to basically go to the farm. He didn't have a car, so he would, uh, uncle Ricky would walk, do this, but walk he, miles. Yeah. No. So, well, he would take a boat, go into whatever, get, get all the uh, goods come out. But then when he was coming back, he had a bicycle and he would put a bag on both sides over the middle yeah. of the bar on the bicycle. Yeah.
2: You'll be imagining how much stuff those guys would put on a bicycle.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Dude. Like my grandfather. So I remember
2: is doing everything, right. So yeah, it's hard. I remember well, seeing my, that.
3: And like you would my, have to bike from like
2: my
4: grandfather, they all did that. Like,
3: it was about probably like 10 K, maybe he'd bike 10K back and forth. I will say that. I will say that about our grandfathers and our uncles. They they, they
1: work wonders with them bicycles. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. I, what else you
1: got for us? Eyes the bike. What's
0: next? Okay, what about um going outside to the outhouse in the night oh
4: god
0: (laughs) that
4: was terrible that
3: was
0: terrible yeah yeah, yeah. um i would. i i i didn't have to do that i think uh, i just i would just hold it in i would just hold it into the next day um what about walking around the neighborhood and dogs barking and running to bite you now i did not know yeah yeah that's
2: that's that's
0: a given yeah wild dogs god damn we just have foxes and coyotes <laughs> here in Toronto.
2: So, and as of recently, a lot of gunshots. But not-
0: <laughs> well, we got the police here in Toronto trying to bite us. Not not only
2: walking in the yeah. in the neighborhood. If you ride in a bicycle and you pass a certain, year, you got to pull your foot up because they ran out to just grab for your, for your legs. Right. So you got yeah. to ride fast and then pull your foot up.
0: And then uh, number six, living through a riot where in the middle of the night houses were on fire and the people had wow. to assemble at one person's house because he was the only one with a shotgun.
4: Whoa. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, no. there are a lot of riots that are happening nowadays, especially with our neighbors in the states. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of our neighbors in the states are dealing with some of those kind of if, issues. If
0: we, if we had some serious riots here in Toronto, I don't know what would happen. It would, uh, it would get pretty out of control pretty fast. I mean, just look at the G20, and you know. Well, and, well, and last the but riot not
2: least, in- yeah, go ahead, Rick. The riots thing I know, was like, uh, like I said not to go into what, that, what it was, cause, it's all politi- no, it, it's causes? all it's all political and I, as i was saying earlier the pe- the, per- the the guy yeah. who we follow but what happened that under the british system <laughs> indians and blacks and chinese were are living together and then after the british left and then the the political scene happened whereas uh like sammy grandfathered him and, uh, well, that's a, that, that i think no, is no, no. a testament to um no no that, that, I but that's say what you're saying about fire and riot. Yeah, so yeah. W- when they come, when they start dividing the people, right? Because they were living together. That's when that comes in, where some people had to, yeah, run. Well, we'll definitely Just break leave down that history got on, born. on a different yeah.
1: podcast. But I think with that situation, it's very common across the board because like when you remove the common enemy of people, they typically start to hate on each other when they should continue to unify. I think that's a common situation that happens with a lot of, a lot of empires. When you take away the talk, <laughs>
0: Those below it's, will start to conflict. Yeah, yeah, divide and conquer—that's what it is. But we'll definitely
1: get Rick James back on when you, to break down the specific political issues that were happening of those times for and, sure. and,
0: and last but not least, and I think everyone's yeah. hands are going to be up in this one: living quite close or in the vicinity to a rum shop where fights are breaking out mostly on Friday nights and people hurt badly. So,
2: I think we've all been there. I've, um, I've made I've made money off of that <laughs> <laughs> because. I'll, t- I'll tell. you if if you allow me, give me, give me. I used to okay, live yeah, next door to to Uncle no. Kenneth, to yeah. thing, right? And uh, my phone died. Sorry. <laughs> That's all good. Perfect. And and uh, they used to got fight every Friday night and Saturday night, right? Right. right. So, I figure out a way. I used to call my friends and move over, and we used to hang out on my veranda, and I used to bet because I know, get to know the guys who can fight. And I used to bet who's going to win the fight. Okay. And my job, and we have, you know, in Guyana, you don't, you, you don't call it fence, you call it peeling state. Mm-hmm. Every Every day, every morning, my job is to nail back the fence, right? <laughs> because they will come and pull it out. Right, right, so one right. time this guy was going to go, they get into a fight, he was going to go pull it, pull it out. And I say, hey, you can't do it. Here, here, the guy, you're going to stop me? Mm-hmm. No, he said, you want to stop me? I said, no, take two.
0: Jeez. <laughs> <So, laughs>
2: Well, that's I how you think. gotta
0: make some that's that's how you gotta
1: make some money back in the day. It must
2: have been really yeah, tough. Yeah, no. No, but fight uh we there's no jurisdiction there, like your neighbor could open a rum shop mm-hmm. and nobody complain, and then the jukebox is boxes going mm-hmm. late at night. I'm talking about all my time and I, I don't know when now. So mm-hmm. like you will have four or five rum shop in the block. No,
4: no, uh,
1: that's some good here.
2: insight.
1: But you know, yeah. that's what we try to do to here today on the you go, you know, mm-hmm. we wanted to speak about where you're from, how you identify yourselves, what challenges uh, that we face. And this is five point of views from right. five people within the culture. Um, you know what I mean? We have Amit, Lady Saab, Big Up, Rick James, and always Yeah, Eyes, yeah. It was and Yeah, and, 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 uh,
0: and one thing that I noticed is that uh, the police were not mentioned. I think I was the only one to mention the police. So mm-hmm. it seems to me that Guyana is the place to grow up because uh, over here there's a lot of pressures. In, a lot inside, of competition. A lot of pressures inside and outside. Like, um, and and a final point on, on um, you know, where you're from and, and how to answer it. The reason I say I'm Indian is because I'm a, I am represent a culture, not, not a color. And I just don't want to limit myself to being Caribbean because you know, I'm not, not really, culture right?
4: Culture is not Indian. <clears throat> We're not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But but the native Indians here in, in North America are not Indian either. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I guess so. I, I think
0: I'm a bit more Indian than them. <laughs> like my ancestors come from India, right? Well, Lydia, just, just like black you know black people are african right but i don't know that that's probably for another for another podcast But well, we're
1: definitely gonna have you guys all back once. thank you so much for being here with us that was amazing happy valentine's day happy, happy family, family day.
0: day yeah we love you all love you, thanks and everything all right, cool yeah okay. I'm, I'm just gonna stop it. i'm just gonna stop the recording